Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. America. I am Graham Allen and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. We have the man, myth, the legend, founder of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk on the episode. We talk about abortion. We talk about the Young Turks and Hassan Piker's love for us. We also even venture on to talking about Game of Thrones. You're not going to want to miss this episode. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Dear America podcast. Hey! What's up? Charlie missed the hey. He missed the hey. What's up? Oh, hello. It's a learned learned (laughs) skill, Charlie. Is it? It it is a learned skill. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Charlie Kirk is in the studio today. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Nice place you got here yeah yeah big, yeah big fan of of yours and of your content oh so no, no, no 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 that's me. your so so i've been doing this for about two years mm-hmm. and two years ago i was active duty in the military and even i knew this guy this young guy named oh. charlie kirk and oh, everybody geez. was telling me man have you seen this guy charlie kirk have you heard about charlie oh, kirk man he's doing some stuff man and, and and it's really really awesome every time we have somebody like yourself in here i say it is a really cool full circle very humbling oh, thing to have wow. somebody like yourself here just just really doing something for the for the conservative Thank party you. for values uh for people that don't know if mm-hmm. they've been living under a rock 30 seconds who is sure. charlie kirk um born and raised from the northwest suburbs of chicago illinois i started an organization called turning point usa which Woo-hoo. uh yeah. you're helping us out grand yeah. doing a great yeah. job yeah. with us and we just had our young women's leadership summit uh, we're the nation's largest student movement focused on the ideas of free markets, limited government constitution, American exceptionalism, things that shouldn't be political issues, but unfortunately get described as such in our in our ridiculous climate that we're living in right. today. Mm-hmm. And it's just grown amazingly and you've played a huge part in that and oh, so many other yes. patriots have as well um i also have a podcast that i've launched that's charlie right. kirk show so if you're listening subscribe to Please my podcast do. first yeah. give graham five stars and then go give me five stars it, it, it's so funny it's i'm doing funny. your legwork for you Yo, so, yeah you well me, me and charlie were talking just yesterday yeah. that uh you know uh, people ask all the time and they say you know do you do you guys have like competitiveness between you and i said you know what i think it's i think it's healthy competitiveness it and so me and charlie were talking about the fact that we we watch each other's yes. podcast well where it's Rankings. at and where we are yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but it, it's really amazing graham i mean look there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts yes. out there and what an honor to even be in the top 50 with you consistently, right? It's really neat. We, same to you, man. We, yeah, yeah, same to you, man. Congratulations. Thank you know, you. you just launched it. Everything you do seems to turn into a success. Wow. And uh, I think it's just a testament to the fact that you're you're doing the right thing. Thank and, you. And you're going the right way. And we we are humbled every single day. You know, there's always that moment. I'm sure you you felt this, too, when you launch your, your podcast. You're like, 
I think it'll do well. No, I know. But you never yeah. really know sure. until it actually shows up and, and you know, and it's always nerve wracking. Yeah, and, and and for me it was the first time I ever produced something long form that was standalone. Right. I, I mean, and that was you know, that was really something because I, I do a lot of speaking and things, but I'd mm-hmm. never produce something and try to drive an audience towards something. Right. I mean, I, I have a Twitter account, Instagram, all those different things. That's different, right? That's right. not long form. That's easy to kind of peruse. And, um, but yeah, it's been a learning experience. I love it. And, yeah. you know, I'm, as we're doing the podcast right now, it's, it's fun, man. It's, fun. it's a lot of fun. I, I think it's a, the future of media too. I really do believe yeah, that. I do so. too. So, so speaking of media, I, I feel like this is something very important that we need to talk about. It's very serious, Jake. So get your serious face Uh-oh. on. Okay. New York, the same state that is good with uh, late-term abortions and basically post-birth abortions. Post-birth abortions has started this whole just firestorm about abortion topics. Decided that it was time to fix a wrong. Decided it was time to pass a bill that declawing cats oh, should yeah. be against the law. Priorities. Our priorities are really yeah. in check there in New York. Well, I, I do have to say that that's a ridiculously stupid <laughs> idea. I actually grew. I'm not a big cat person. Right. Um. I grew up with a dog, but I, also, I actually also grew up with two cats. And I'll tell you, having the claws removed on the front part of a cat is there's a lot of value in that. You do, I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah. these these if a cat gets upset at you, boom. I mean, you could really. Oh yeah. You could get injured, yeah. especially yeah. if like you're a five or five or six years old. I grew up with two cats. Again, cats and I do don't really. Do we really get a, have to pass laws about declawing a cat though? I mean, well, I mean, is that really something? Well, I'm, I'm making like, a very technical argument. but I mean, I mean, is that something that we're paying people to do? Like, I mean, it, if it's painless to the cat, I need you to bring somewhat. to the table the clat the the clat the cat declawing issue. Well, that well, is something about, we need about, to talk about. How about this? How about you can't claw a baby out of the womb? How about that? How about that? That would be nice. How about that? No, so, that, that's a good that's a good lead in to uh, we we had people submit questions for me and you, Charlie. Oh, great. So yeah, so well, I wanted this. you guys to talk. About One of yeah. they like it was like fifty percent of them were for me and you to talk uh, abortion. So if you're good with that, I, I would. Well, being love two to, men, we're uniquely qualified. Well, to talk we are about apparently that. not allowed to have any kind of discussion, and, and so I'm excited about this. We, we had. To, to talk to you about it, not about abortion. Um, everybody knows where I stand. I've been very, mm-hmm. very, very vocal sure. about that. But Candace was on the show the other day, sure. and we talked about the fact of the the most interesting thing to me and the best thing about the conservative party is that we can realize that we don't always 100% agree mm-hmm. on everything. And that's okay. you know. They're, they're, but, but we agree in principle on the basic understanding of conservative values, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, and, and I've heard you talk about this on on your podcast before sure. about abortion and things like that. And so, I want to jump right into it. Sure. Do you agree with Alabama? And 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 this is a safe place because, and I say that knowing that me and you differ yeah. slightly. And, mm-hmm. and I think it would be very healthy for the sure. audience to hear us talk about it. No, I don't. Okay. Um, I do believe in exceptions. Okay. And I've said that I'm very pro life. I believe that you have ex- you have exceptions. First of all, you have a rule, so you believe that abortion is wrong. Right. And I do believe there should be some exceptions. Mm-hmm. And I've said I think there should be exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother. I do believe that. And I could walk through exactly why. Right. And um, I-, I will say, though, that I think they passed the law as a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. So I don't necessarily... If that is the strategy to try to get a higher court case against that, mm-hmm. then, then so be it. Right. But my own personal position, first of all, not, 99.5% of all abortions in our in, our, in the country are for selective reasons. Exactly. They're not for yes. rape and sex exactly. life of the mother. Right. So if we can have a consensus that 99.5% of ab- let's let's just phrase it this way. Should abortion be a form of birth control? 
No. No. Especially not selective birth control. No. Right. Abortion should be an emergency or rare medical procedure. That's something that should be done very rarely if a mother's life is in jeopardy or if a crime was committed against that mother right. as a way to, and again, that's not, that shouldn't be something that should be glorified either. Not celebrated. I be, not yeah. celebrated, right? It yeah. should be, and, and unfortunately, the exception becomes the point of focus for the left. Right, and so right. I see Alyssa Milano go on oh. cable television. Me and, me and her By the are way, really good friends. I just, I just have to say, Graham yeah. Allen and I are just absolutely destroying her podcast. Like her oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh, I take great pride in that. No, we. I see. I see Milano. She, she just dropped. She came out surging. really strong yes. in the beginning, a super surge, yeah. and then she just bam. And, just and I do want to say, I, I got attacked for not being pro life for this position I'm espousing. Just to understand, and we as conservatives never. And just my advice, any conservative listeners, don't become a leftist and start saying that to me or people like no, me. No, of course not. And I'm not saying you said that, but I get this. Oh, Charlie, you're not a pro-life because you believe in exceptions. I mean, come on. That's yeah. that, that's silly. And 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 so I here, here's my here's my thought process behind it is that um, abor- abortion in, is inherently something that should be very, very cautious the way we pr- proceed against it. I believe that if, if a woman ha- wants to have an abortion because it's an unwanted pregnancy or she, or is because it's just a decision that she wants. And she's perfectly healthy. I don't believe that should right. that should be able to happen. Yeah. I just don't. Let's just start as a baseline right now. Should heartbeat bill should be a pretty easy bill to pass. Like very very easy bill yeah. to pass. It right? should be a no brainer actually. You know, and, and and you go to and this is where I believe in the exceptions. And there's people that disagree with it, and that's fine. Is that if a woman had a horrendous sexual crime committed against them, like mm-hmm. rape against her, like rape. I do not believe then you should force use more force to make her keep that child because if because an act of crime was put against her. I just I I that's my own personal opinion. Right. On that. Yeah. But let's talk I about agree the with that. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Well, well, and that's what I want to talk to you. Yeah, about. And, and that that was yeah. the Alabama thing with no yeah, exceptions. Exactly. And so and so I agree with you about ninety eight percent on on this. So mm-hmm. I mean we agree about ninety eight percent. So for me, I you know people know and you know I was in the military for a while, sure. and so I tend to. I tend to operate and think much more in the the military would never make a decision based on less than 1% of something. You know, mm-hmm. they they would always do this. And so for me, I think that uh, I think Alabama made the right call and this is why I think they made the right call. Alabama in my opinion took the emotion out of their decision and basically they put it up like this and 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 I'm going to get to where me and Candace had a conversation about this is they put it basically like this if you show put two sonograms up and then you identify which one is the rape baby you know which one was due to rape and what Alabama did was it, it's kind of like the freedom argument you can't argue freedom for all mm-hmm. and then pick and choose who that actually applies to so uh, they they took that mindset and they said, you can't say that if two people have consensual intercourse or sex mm-hmm. or however you want to label it, and then a baby is created there, you can't say, well, that's a baby, and that baby is entitled mm-hmm. to rights and freedoms sure. and protections, et cetera, and then say, well, because these actions... And it is absolutely horrible. I am not saying that it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, I believe that we should have much stricter punishments for rapists. I believe rapists, sure. you know that, that we should invest in uh, counseling services and care for mm-hmm. individuals that yeah. have experienced this during the course. But then if a baby is created, if we get into the process of saying 
who is and who is not sure. a real person. And then Candace brought up a really good point yesterday that I I haven't even thought about. She said that it actually will most likely increase rape claims. Yeah, because if you put it into law, if you put it into law, people are going to yeah. figure out a way so, to weave around that law. With your permission, if, yeah, I could push, if I could push you on this of course, a little please, bit. please, yes. So do you believe life begins at conception? Religiously, yes. Yes, I do. Or, or scientifically. Yes, scientifically, okay. I do. The, the second okay. the fertilization okay. happens with so the then, sperm and egg. So then do you believe in rape kits? <sighs> That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, again, I will say... I will say that the rape kit or the the morning after pill, et cetera, et cetera, that would be more of a you don't know that it has happened decision yet. You see what I'm saying? It's an abortifacient. It, it, it is abortifacient. What I'm saying is when you have someone who knows that they're pregnant, either mm-hmm. due to rape or et cetera, et cetera, that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. If you take the morning after pill... It could be hit or miss at that point, right? I think they said sure. even less than one point, uh, less than one percent of the less sure. than one percent of rape victims actually become pregnant. Mm-hmm. So the morning after pill, to me, and this is just just where I stand on it, immediately thinking is you are taking it for a 50-50, Maybe you were sure. impregnated. But there's maybe still that you chance, weren't. right? There is still a chance, but there's a difference in a chance and knowing. Sure. Sure. And so then, so that's where I'm at as far as the Alabama law goes. I believe that they made mm-hmm. the right decision for the law it's a, that they're it's, trying it's to go there. It's a respectable there. position. Yeah, so yeah. where I come from is Please, I, yeah. I, I do believe in rape kits, obviously. And so if we're consistent with the idea that a, something horrendous happens to a woman, by the way, I believe in permanent inca- incarceration, life in prison for any rapist. I of think course. that should be a national Abs- standard. Absolutely. The, aver- the average rapist spends five and a half years in prison. It's disgusting. It's horrible. And it's mostly because of trial lawyers and the far left that get these animals off. So Correct. Let me ju- I want to just... Convicted rapists. Yeah, convicted yes. by jury. Yeah. With yeah. evidence. By jury, yes. Jury their Absolutely. peers. Cross-examination, due process, all that sort of stuff. Not yes. accusation, all that crap, right? right. Exactly. With actual due process, conviction, DNA evidence, all that sort of stuff, yes. right? Right. So a woman, something happens to mm-hmm. her and she goes into a hospital... Um, some people, in a very, very strict religious interpretation, believe that any form of a birth control pill is an abortifacient. Exactly. And yes. it's hard. If you believe life begins in conception, essentially a morning after pill will completely, you know, will destroy any form of fertilization. Right. right. Well, so I that, don't believe my, I don't believe religiously that birth control condoms and things like that are, well, no, are, that, that's, are wrong. So that's preventative. That's yeah, different. preventative. This is different. This is a, a morning after pill, a rape kit will go and destroy an, a, a fertilized egg. That's different, right. Right? right? So this that's different than, and we can get hyper-technical into this, right? Where, you know, wearing a condom, that, that prevents the actual sperm from entering the fertilization mm-hmm. process. So there's a, right. you can get, there's the Catholic interpretation, more Catholic interpretation where that's wrong too, but there's an extra step. So I guess my, my opinion is women should be able to have that, that that I, I hate to say freedom, but that's they should be able to do that because something horrendous happens to them. So if you're consistent, if I'm consistent with myself, I say yes, I do believe in that abortifacient, which is horrendous at the hospital the day after that happens. Mm. Then I do. I think there should be a. Rest- I think you should have eight weeks to make that decision, right up until the heartbeat. And that's a horrendous thing to think about in some ways. Not horrendous. That's not the right word, but it's a difficult thing to think about. No, right? no, no. It, yeah. It's a terrible. It's a terrible. It's a terrible thing, right? And that's what makes it difficult but, because it is such a horrific. Yes. Thing to talk about, and it's not easy. And it, again, I want to reinforce this. This is the exception. Yes. It's the exception, course, not the course. rule. And yes. so, 
I would love to get to a place where we're talking about exceptions and we can say, you know what, the 99.5% of abortions that are for selective reasons, right. we have decided that that's no longer acceptable in our country. Yeah, and right. if we can be honest of what we're actually discussing and what people were actually so upset about is Alabama did not put a rape clause into their bill. Which bothered me. Which, yeah. which bothered you. But to me, they made it off of not 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 the way that you're thinking about it. They're talking about the fact of people that know that they're pregnant. They mm-hmm. know, i.e. they've gone to the doctor, they've sure. taken a pregnancy test. It has been long enough time has passed sure. that now they're able to find out that they're pregnant, yeah. being able to say, well, I was I was raped, yeah. and now I no longer want the well, baby. And, and as an intermediary step, I think the Louisiana bill is more, I think, a correct, where they have a heartbeat they have a heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. I think that's starting there. Mississippi did the same thing. Yeah, uh, Georgia. And, and it, it like will that. probably get overturned by some activist judge probably. somewhere, right? Um, and, and and I think a f- poor argument on the left is, well, people are going to get abortions anyway. Well, that's a silly argument. It's like saying, should we outlaw anything? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, should we Gun have, owners are just going to get yeah, guns Yeah, exactly. Anyways. I mean, so should we have any laws? I mean, that's so yeah. silly. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't agree with that. Like, well, people are going to go, well, of course people are going to continue to do bad things. That, that's not an excuse not to have laws. Right. Yeah. And my <laughs> yeah. only thought towards the 99% of the time, or let's say the 1% of the time it's rape, mm-hmm. is that it really sucks for those 1%. You know, that were raped. It's like, well, but if you ask, if you ask women Mm. and and I know several now that were impregnated by the horrible act of rape that decided to keep their child. Not one of them has said, you know what? I I wish I really had done that, you know? And And, so hashtag dear America, please let us know. Hashtag dear America, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think. I I would love to, I would love to know what you think. And again, I think that this is healthy Mm -hmm. for people to hear two people that are friends, two people that, that agree on 99% of things and and slight differences. I, I think that it's very healthy and very positive for people to hear that, because unfortunately, we live in a society right now that if we don't agree 100% on everything, yeah. we have to hate each other. That's correct. And, and, yeah. and, and newsflash to America, you're never going to agree with someone 100% of everything ever. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Me and my mm-hmm. wife have been married for 10 years, and there are days that I'm sure she wants to bury me in the backyard, <laughs> uh, you know, because I can be kind of hard headed. But the point is. You have to be able to have these discussions. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to have them uh, civil. You have to be able to have civil discussions and out of respect for the other person's position mm-hmm. and and listening to what they have to say. That's a very good point that you brought up. It's a very good point. Um, where I stand right this second, immediately getting hit with your question, is I think there's a difference between knowing and the what sure. if. And... Uh, Again, I think that if we want to look at the laws, I think we need to come from a standpoint of uh, preventative standpoint, mm-hmm. as, uh, i.e. instead of deciding what actually is a person and what's not based on the situation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, what, yeah, what, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh Anyway, I think that's a very good question. Yeah. Thank you for participating yeah. in that. Yeah. Uh, Let's on the so veer off of the abortion. Okay, topic yeah, real veer quick. off of the abortion topic, fun. Jay. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, we got in trouble because <laughs> we said caveat yeah. when we should have said segue. So now we try to avoid both those oh, words okay. all together. We got to blur it for it. Good. Go. Uh, this is another question. This person wants you guys uh, to talk about the lack of competition on the left, especially. Hassan Parker. Piker. P- Piker. Piker. He loves me. I was a misspell. Hassan and I are really good friends. <laughs> For those of you I've who are listening, audio, uh, okay. that was a very uh, sarcastic statement. So from y'all Charlie. know who he is. Okay. I know who he is. Sounded familiar. Uh, every time I have a video that goes super, super big, 
Hassan does a Graham Allen is a white supremacist idiot uh, recant video fabulous. to everything that I say. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. So you do know, I just have to say this. Um, the Young Turks. If, if Great organization. Uh, yeah. well, let's talk about this. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so, please. So for those that don't know, the Young Turks was a military arm yeah. that participated in mm-hmm. one of the worst human rights catastrophes yeah. genocides oh, they yeah. committed the armenian genocide it's, yeah and the armenian genocide is a real thing correct and they are a they are genocide deniers they are and if you can go look at it it's all online they anytime that they asked anyone in that organization about the armenian genocide they're like oh you know it's a it was a, it's not what about you what i i know lots of armenian yeah. people they were horribly persecuted by the turks i mean who would name an organization yeah. after that i mean it, it's one of the worst things it's like naming your organization the red army or something it's yeah, like I, what are you wow. doing I, what they do is so yeah they attack us all yeah the, time the young her. turks they, I actually get along fine with Hassan. I, I well i've never met him personally he likes to uh i posted something about uh just the other day he said something that to me i, I didn't even acknowledge it because it was so horrific i said something about snoop dogg's uh horrific post on memorial day that i found just completely i don't what was something di- against veterans di- disrespect against basically he posted or... a post 9-11 black soldier in, in in OEF I uh, OIF gear and basically said rest in peace to all the the black veterans that uh, died for a country that never did anything for them and so uh, I uh, you know I of course found issue with that uh, especially since Snoop Dogg is case in point the American dream of you know coming from horrible upbringings mm-hmm. and gang violence and things and becoming makes millions a millionaire worldwide known person <laughs> but either way so Hassan retweeted my video with his own comment and said uh you know i don't wake up a single day without wanting to give fellatio to every service member out there kind of thing kind of like you know this guy's a tool for you know supporting all military people because Hassan thinks that there's a large group of military veterans that are terrible individuals Mm -hmm. and terrible people and he does not respect the military Sorry, uh, he may come back and eat me up on that, but you just well, I mean, it, you just don't say things show. like that and and but respect like, well, the military. I mean, there's, there's no depth in that comment. I mean, no, there's I, not. There, there's I mean, not. I mean, have have a little bit more wit than having to go yeah. immediately to the sexual innuendo jokes. Right. Right. I mean, can the left can the left say anything without having to either use vo- vulgar language or no. some sort of obscene? I mean, and this this goes to show the left has total. First of all, they're not funny anymore. No, I used to love to watch late night comedy. Right. And and now it it's not late night comedy. Do you, you notice that no one in the audience ever laughs anymore? They just applplaud. Yeah. Oh, because it's not funny. No, because they're yeah. mandated to do it. The applause sign comes no, up. It's, and it's like, and they, it's, you know, they're not they telling clap. jokes. They're telling political mm-hmm. commentary. Yes, I hate Trump. Yeah. You, you, these people used to be funny. Jay Leno used to be an equal opportunity offender. He used yeah. to make fun of Obama. He used right. to make fun of the Republicans. Used to be an escape from your yes you know, and, and comedy. But there's a difference between poking fun at somebody mm-hmm. for comedic reasons, right. and and that's what they've lost. Mm-hmm. Everyone can tell that. Yeah, you're not just trying to be funny. You, you you hate everything that Donald Trump stood for. Daniel Tosh. I listen to Daniel Tosh. Uh, he used co- to be funny. Co- comedy. He, he used yeah. to be funny, but he's always been known for just this. In whoa! Your face. Did he really just say? But but he's blatantly well, honest about the fact that these are jokes. I mean, obviously, there, I don't. Obviously, I don't really well, really there, believe those. There's things. a real technical reason for comedy. I mean, co- comedy, like you said, is a, an escape and a release, but it also 
and a lot of different people, and you think about this, most people communicate through humor. Yes. You remember a joke of a speech a lot more than anything else. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll remember comedy is a relief from the, the, the suffering that is life. Right. And and as soon as the, de- the, the rise of political correctness has been the death of speech, the death of discourse, and also it threatens our capacity to challenge boundaries. And that's what comedy has always done. Yes. And comedy has always been one of the vehicles that, and by the way, I think some of the smartest, most creative people are comedians. Oh, because yes. you cannot be a dumb comedian. It's never existed. No. You have, you have to be creative. It's you hard have- to be funny. I mean, it really is. It, it's not something that's easy. You know, yeah. that's not, it, it, that, yeah. it, it'd be like going to anybody on the street and go out there and make people laugh. You just no. can't do it. No, I mean, you could do something like slapstick once. And so, then that's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Real and, comedy is supposed to make you uncomfortable. Exactly. And so there, there's an organization. Pl- thank out, you. Yes. There's an organization out right now called Vet TV. And they really put to light that aspect of how dark humored a lot of military people are. And it's their way of coping with a lot of the of things that military people have seen. And so if you were to listen to it out of context, you would think, oh, my gosh, these yeah. are the most vulgar, horrible people I've ever met. But it's it, it's comedy. It's not meant to be yeah, serious. It, it's a way to get Robin Williams, in my opinion, is one of the funniest people to ever yeah, live. You had a lot of internal struggle. But yeah. that's my point. A lot of times these people that are the funniest people you ever meet and are the nicest people and truly care about people and just want to make them happy are normally the ones that are struggling and have such internal demons and it's their way to cope with that. And we've just, we've lost the ability to be funny here in America these days. And and I think that uh, the young Turks especially prove our point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to have Hassan on the, on the show. I doubt he would ever. I've I've debated him twice. I saw the one at Politicon over Venezuela. I saw that. I saw that. That was a fantastic video. You just wouldn't let him talk. You just start just, just reciting off all this stuff, man. It, it was it was fantastic. Well, and, and the final thing I'll say just on on, on comedy yeah. is that, and just just humor and comedy in general is that as America becomes more politically correct, um, I, I think we become less decent to each other. And you think about that. So the, if you can't make a joke about yourself, you can't take a joke. Right. All of a sudden, you're going to be much less tolerant of other people. Yes. And you think about it. What what I think has kept what kept America really moving in the correct direction for 50 or 60 years is our ability to make fun of our differences mm-hmm. not our differences that's the wrong way to put it but make fun of ourselves right and so you know make fun of self-deprecation humor is one of the greatest things and so whether it be seinfeld in the 1990s i mean Sein- there's seinfeld would not be allowed on television today the they office wouldn't. the office yeah. is another one diversity that, yeah. day are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, exactly they would not or how about the basketball episode in season one yep. i mean yep. these things are that's and, why and, steve carell has has said no i'm not bringing the show back because but this they is would the opposite eat us of progress yes yeah this is the opposite of progress i mean if you watch Diversity Day, I encourage everyone listening to this podcast, first subscribe to my podcast, then Graham, give us both five stars. <laughs> yes, awesome. yes. Then, then go, Shameless yes, plug. Then go watch Diversity Day. Diversity Day is one of the most brilliant pieces of writing. Oh, it's amazing. And it is funny. It is but hilarious. It, look, in today's time, just to get, just to everyone understand, this was NBC Network Television, Yep. where there was an exercise where they had people have to write down a race that they couldn't see and put the race on their head. Yep. And they had to guess what the other race was. By acting out by their acting stereotype out of what they thought the race was. Unbelievably bad stereotypes. Yeah. And it pushed boundaries. It did. It is hilarious. And mm-hmm. it's considered one of the greatest episodes in, in the telev- Yeah. And one of the greatest in, in, in television, television history. history. Yep. Yeah. And that would not be a lot on television today. No, no, And, and no. you go to some of the Seinfeld episodes and you say, oh my goodness. Yeah. 
I think it's hilarious. All of a sudden, I'm looking through this 2019 political lens, and I said, I grew up watching this stuff. Yeah, South Park's the same way. Oh my god, forget about it. I mean, South yeah. Park. It's yeah. Be, you know. So, 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 so you brought TV and movies into this. So, so I'm glad you did because I we had a podcast just the other day where I said, uh, "Guns aren't the problem. Aladdin is." That was the oh, title of great. the of the thing, and, and I based it off of you. I quoted you oh, because I listened to one of your podcasts, Thank and you, you went on this this beautiful explanation of how you could tell how our society and culture has changed from the movies that we make. And you talked about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and you went down this this path here. uh, And and I'll paraphrase it, but basically you said that in every major amazing film, it was basically the same. And and it had the the same basic undertone story of uh, overcoming adversity, finding your path and your vision, Mm -hmm. and then transforming into greatness pretty much. And so I brought up my issue with the new Aladdin so movie. I haven't seen it. Okay. So all right. Well, uh, I, I hate to, to to spoil something. I don't think for you're you. going to spoil okay. it. Okay. All right. So if you see, and and I brought this up because we took my children to see the new one, and then you know I noticed some differences in it, and then the very next day, me and my wife showed them the original. And one of the two main things that I noticed is the 1992 Aladdin. I love that movie. I love that movie. Classic. It's one of my favorite Disney Phenomenal. movies. 1992 Aladdin. If you had to break it down in bullet points of what it was about, mm-hmm. it was about person from humble beginnings sure. uh, who cares about other people more mm-hmm. than himself, mm-hmm. finds a way to become better and find true love in the process. Yeah, sure. The 2019 version of Aladdin. Uh, shifted the focus from Aladdin to Jasmine, and it basically made it to where women are not equal, men are holding them down, and women deserve to be in charge. Hmm. That was the that was the shift in the tone there, and they also eliminated very key parts uh, that most people probably would not have picked up. They added music. They added this song, "Speechless." Uh, which is basically Jasmine pretty much saying that they will not let me speak. They will not let me speak my mind. I deserve to be in charge, which I'm not saying women don't deserve to be in charge. That's not what I'm saying. They also eliminated key parts of Aladdin where he uh, stops people from getting beat. He stands up for people that are being picked on. He mm-hmm. shares this. and it, They showed it, but it was this really quick, like, two-second thing instead of focusing on sure. the fact that Aladdin actually really cared more about other people mm-hmm. than himself. Mm-hmm. And I just found it to be ironic that I listened to your podcast you. saying that, and yeah. then I saw it. Sure. In, in, in Was Aladdin really so bad that we needed to fix it? Social justice wise, that we needed to go in and fix the problems Not that in were America. with Aladdin. I mean, in the Middle East, maybe that will. Well, uh, I was, I was going to say. I mean, you know, if, some if there's any place women. where women aren't equal, it'd be in the Middle East. It, my goodness. True, right. true. But, but, but it wasn't a Middle Eastern uh, production company no, doing this I type of stuff. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you, Disney's you know? worldwide. Well, and I, I, I mean, will, I mean, and I, I, I love film, and I, and I, I, I think again, I, my, thank you for the kind words about the podcast. Thank you, it means a lot, and. I, I, film and media and movies and music are nothing more than a reflection of the times yeah, and yeah. the cultural attitude exactly. yeah, and the that. values within the time that it's that yeah. it's created. And so, I, the, the point the, the point I was making is that Western civilization, our society, the greatest society ever created in the history of the world, without a shadow of a doubt, and hopefully we can preserve and protect it, was created on the idea of the hero's journey. Yep. And the hero's journey is a really simple. Um, Jake said concept, that. yeah, it's really simple. It's timeless, and all of us—it's in—it's in all of our stories, and they go back to the Bible. Um, it's really simple. It's that you have an individual that is born in less than desirable circumstances, 
that uh, so you use Lord of the Rings, you lose Harry, you use Harry Potter, and you use Star Wars as the three examples, right? right? So you have somebody. It's always the uncles, right? They always grew up around uncles, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So, whether it be Harry Potter, Uncle. Lord of the Rings, you know, Bilbo, Uncle Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> or um, Star Wars, um, Uncle Ben, right? It was Uncle Ben? Yeah, I think it was Uncle Ben Hercules. on Tatooine, right? And Hercules, Hercules same, same deal, thing. right? Yeah, yeah, so this kind of this stuff. idea of an orphan, right, that you don't have your parents, which is, what, what does that also show? Superman? What, what also admits, <laughs> it also admits the nuclear family is super important, so that just by not having nuclear family, you have less than a desirable circumstance. That's, right. the, that's kind of the interesting yeah. subtext. But, but then it goes to show that the individual goes away from its comfort zone. And every person in your life, if you want to be successful, you have to get out, you have to go off the edge of your bed, right? Oh, that's that whole idea. And it's easy yeah. to go back to bed. It's easy to sleep through the alarm, right? That's the easy thing to do in life. Yeah. So you have to go outside of your comfort zone. The underworld. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so for, for Frodo, it was going out of the Shire, right? Well, right. And again, Peter Jackson did such an amazing thing in Lord of the Rings. The beauty and the innocence of the Shire was evident, right? It's just, yeah. the, the just it's nothing but bright colors, right? Right. And then immediately you leave the Shire, it's and then dark, they have those dark yeah, night gray. scenes, right? You yeah. just gray, and you see that you see that contrast. And for Harry Potter, literally, he grew up underneath a stairwell. Could anything be more innocent? Could anything be more humbling than grow, growing up yeah. under a stairwell? Literally under a stairwell, and then he leaves that place of. I guess you could call it comfort. He wasn't exactly happy there, but he leaves that place that is super innocent to a place that's not innocent, right? right. And then he goes and he experiences the rea- harsh realities of the world. Fast forward really quick. They all they, they assemble a team because you can never do anything alone. True. Even Jesus had disciples, exactly. right? And so what's the team? Well, in Lord of the Rings, he had Aragorn and Legolas and and uh, Sam, who's Sam. really important, right? Sam, Sam, one wise, of, yeah. Sam, one of the great characters in all of literature, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in Harry Potter, you have Ron, you have Hermione, you have all these amazing, um, you know, you have Dumbledore. But the other, that's the other thing, is right? You find someone older than yourself, yeah. and you mentor, right? So it's this idea that maybe you don't know everything. Right. So there's this intergenerational wisdom, which is getting destroyed Are in our culture. Are you saying that we don't know everything in 2019? Yes. Is that and, what and, you're saying? And, and actually, it's important that what these stories teach us, whether it be Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, again, these, these we don't you don't actually consciously realize the importance of these films until 15, 20 years later, yeah. like until the movies don't express this anymore. So what, what do we learn from Harry Potter? What do we learn from Lord of the Rings also? Is that you have to ask older people Ask people, you know, to, to know the road ahead. Ask those coming back. Hey, how do I guide myself through this broken exactly. world? Right. So Gandalf tells Frodo words of wisdom. Dumbledore tells Harry Potter words of wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Star Wars, they tell people words of wisdom. Well, Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan. as older, tells Luke Skywalker. What happens to all three of those characters? They all die. Yeah. Every single one of them. Now Gandalf comes back to life. Yeah, as Gandalf the White. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But Dumbledore. You know, if you haven't, if you, if, by the way, if you're not caught up on Harry Spoiler Potter, by alert, now, I know, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's your not, own fault. If you're not caught point, up, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So <laughs> like, I'm, it's not my fault. And then of course, Obi-Wan dies. But then what has to happen though? There's a wisdom transference. Right. That's, that's the other lesson is that all of a sudden the wisdom has to be carried on further yep. to that next generation, which is how societies were built. Exactly. Is that you had the elders pass it down, pass it down. Yep. And then finally, what is realized is that the true struggle in Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars is not external. It's actually inside of you. Harry Potter, it's the evil inside uh-huh. of him. It's literally yep. the scar. Yep. Luke Skywalker, the dark it's, side. it's the yep. whispering of the dark side, yep. right? And of course, in Lord of the Rings, it's Frodo hearing the whisper of, of the, the ring, ring yep. the ring, the ring, the mm-hmm. entire time. Yep. And then there's that climax moment where that hero has to make the decision. Am I going to embrace the worst or do the best? And um, then, more times than not, it's the people around him that some, yeah. that save yourself, save you from yourself at times, and that's Frodo with right. Sam, 
Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's no, but it's, the it's story's not reflecting point. this anymore. So I look at the new Star Wars, which are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, and, and I'm not. I'm, there's no story. Yeah. No. I mean, it, 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 it's. It, I feel. I mean, this the special effects. I love all that stuff. That's fine. Whatever. But, but I, I look at this and I say. What 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 what's what's the what's the moral compass yeah. of the new story? It looks Wars? really cool, but what's the moral compass of it? I, I can't yeah. tell you. What's that? What's that new movie, Jake? Uh, that it's basically it's a horror movie, but it's uh, the evil. What if Superman had been bad? Like right. that's the whole premise of the movie. Like it's the same premise. This 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 outer stellar galaxy crashes down into a cornfield the farmers find him they raise him up it's the superman story right yeah. but then about middle school this kid decides that he can beat everybody up and make people do whatever he wants to do and he starts killing everybody well, but then is there a hero against him eventually that gets him or oh i haven't seen the movie it's I, bright, I, burn, I, I, I bright burn or something, something basically like the premise is what if superman had been bad kind of thing mm. but 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 since you said that I have seen it even more so in in yeah. everything. Well, and 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 you see it some of the some of the best pieces of television in the last couple of years. I think it was Breaking Bad. I think Breaking Bad is one of the greatest pieces of television ever created. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Sopranos before that. So what, what, what are the tied for yeah, first. What did Sopranos and Breaking Bad have in common? Well, it glorified the anti-hero. Yeah, because that's real. And so, I mean, you look at Breaking Bad, and again, if your audience hasn't seen this stuff, I'm sorry, but if you have What's it past a year or I know, so? Again, no one feels I, bad I, what, for you whatever. anymore. But I'm saying that <laughs> this might not resonate with them, but you look at Breaking Bad, you have someone in the most innocent position possible. Right. He's healthy as a family, full head of hair. His yep. name is literally Walter White. Wow. You have a name <laughs> that is more you know innocent Science than White. Teacher. Science teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then what happens when the realities of life, the harsh yeah. chaos, chaos of life comes into you. And then the whole part, and Breaking Bad is 15 different morals, 15 different things you can learn, 50. But the one that I think is really interesting is moral relativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the biggest takeaway. How far am I willing to push the boundaries yeah. to justify something I consider to be right? And we all right. do this in one sense, one or the other, right? Am I willing to run a red light to get home in time for dinner because I want to see my kids? <laughs> no comment. No, you no know what I'm saying? No, but that's a little yeah. thing, right? Right. And we consider it not to be a big deal. Or am I willing to tell, you know, like, well, you know, hey, when are you going to be home? And you say it's going to be five minutes when you really know it's going to be 15 minutes, right? And that, yeah. that's small stuff, right? But yeah. the stuff in Breaking Bad started this small stuff, exactly. right? Started this really small stuff. Hey, when are you going to be home? He was like, remember? He was like, well, all of a sudden, next thing you know, five seasons later, he's murdering people. Yeah, right. Jesse's girlfriend yeah. dies on the bed. And, 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 so, and, and Breaking Bad, some of the most phenomenal. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and that, that's what I, it really pushes boundaries, and that's art. And now you have all this garbage on TV where it's I, – I feel as if there's like the social justice lesson behind all of this. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem with that is that there's no principle. Yeah. That, 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 that's the left. The left has no principle. Everything what the left does is about deconstruction. Well, Everything. Dennis Prager said it. Dennis Prager said it best that the reason that you see such unhappiness and chaos from the left is because they're not based on doctrine or principle. No, of course not. And when you're not based in doctrine and principle, then you live in a state of chaos. Yeah, the left builds nothing. The left is all about one word, deconstruction. Yep. Everything. Yeah. Everything the left wants to do is tear things down. And yep. so when your whole guiding principle is everything before you has been a mistake. Yep, and you need to fix it, but but you have nothing to base it on. Can anyone yeah. tell me anything the left has ever built? Anything. Hmm. They, they destroy things. They destroyed the Boy Scouts. They yep. destroyed movies. They destroyed television. They're trying to destroy the American the church. Family. They've destroyed the family. Yep. They've destroyed government. I mean, they do. They, have, have they ever built anything no. of value? No, that's a good point. And th- that's because their whole 
their whole guiding principle is deconstructionism. So yeah. let's uh, let's switch it fun real quick before okay. we go back into into questions. We were talking about I, movies. I, I could do this all day. Long. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I can too. I can too. Uh, but 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 let's uh, let's be let's be respectful for your time constraints that you have. Uh, you 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 could be the busiest man outside no. of the president that I know. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Real quick, movie vein. Game of Thrones ending. What okay. did you think? Okay. So I. I Spoiler alert. Yeah. Turn you. it off so now if you ma- have not seen it. I'm a massive Game of Thrones fan, so I, I get really bitter about Game of Thrones. Because I was watching it, I think before most people. Like yeah. second, I was a second season of. Doctor, we were okay? late. Me yeah. and Jake both binged watch like all the seasons see, in like two see, months. Get, get so <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been a disciple of Game of Thrones. I so I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and I started watching Game of Thrones because I was a huge Boromir fan in Fellowship of the Ring, who was right. who, who died, and he ended up being the actor of Ned, Ned Stark, Stark, right? Yeah. And um, I think I think it was Sean, Sean something, Sean something, great guy, uh, I can't great remember. great actor, Bean, Bean, yeah, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean, and so. I love Game of Thrones. I, I'm a contrarian by nature, just so you understand. So whenever I hear the vast majority of people have a s- specific public opinion, yeah, right, I inherently try to go the other way, <laughs> yeah. no matter what it is, right. So, yeah. so it, whether it be China or trade, I'm like, come on, man, all these people. That's must. why I was late to Game of Thrones. Because right. everybody loved it. Well, no, that yeah. was before. I was season two when people weren't sure if the show was going to survive. Gotcha. Right. There was a time when they weren't sure this thing was going to keep going. Hmm. You, I mean, because game season two, it wasn't the the cult classic that it is. Um, I, I loved the last season. Yeah. And I, I people think I'm absolutely out of control. So let me tell you why. So so Daenerys burning the city. Yes. Okay. People say, oh my goodness, this was horrific. This was all these sort of things. Well, first of all, there, I think some of it could have been written better. I, let me let me say that. There, I think that where they really did a disservice was they didn't have a moment where they utilized the character of Bran to reflect back on the last season, seven seasons, or eight se- it was six seasons. Yeah. So Bran had an amazing ability to go back in time at any piece of time. So they could have easily used that to bring back Ned, to bring back Rob, to bring back Catelyn, to bring back all these amazing characters that got us where we were today. Right. Right. So they could have had other characters. Have, oh, like a retrospective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, Godfather okay. 2, yeah, right? Yeah, where yeah, you yeah. go back and all of a sudden they could have tied it together, this beautiful thing. And so they could have had they could have brought back all these actors for right. a singular episode before the White Walkers came. Right. And so I I I think they could have extended the Night King a little bit further. They build up this Night King, and yeah. all of a sudden I think that was a little bit anticlimactic and yeah, a little bit too Arya Hollywood coming for in me. There, yeah. But the episode that I loved there's there's two of the episodes that I loved. I loved the tension building up to the Night King. Right. I loved this. I loved how I love how deliberate and how quiet Winterfell was before the Night King came. Yeah. You, and and Graham, you have been at war, and I'm not going to say what war is or anything because I haven't. But I've heard other veterans comment that there was a lot of there was a lot of accuracy in how they depicted just how still things were yeah. before a firefight. And you've done that, right? It, it, and I'm not going to comment. It's, it's on weirdly that, odd before you go out on a mission or, or things sure. like that. How? Yeah, no, and I haven't thought about it till you said it. But yeah, I mean, it's very much that. It's a lot of you've prepared. You end up kind of sitting around, you know, kind of like joking back and forth. Be so, like, well, eh, you know, what are we going to do until mm-hmm. this time when we move yeah, out? So maybe you could comment on the accuracy. I, I've read online that a lot of <clears throat> veterans have said that's pretty accurate. And so let me tell you, the episode where Daenerys burns down King's Landing mm-hmm. got such hatred online. And I first said to my I, I first I said, first of all, she's never been the hero of this of this right. of this right. show. She's been trying. She's been. People have tried to make her into the hero, but her story has always been about revenge. Yes. Her story has always been about something that we as a society power. should yeah. not relish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her story has always been about 
moral justification for a bigger end. That's not stuff that we Social embrace. justice. It. Right. We yeah. were, <laughs> or, or trying to, the ends justify the means has always been the story of Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. It's true. Always. It's true. And so, and so then she, she, she gets on her dragon. And again, the, I, I didn't like how, you know, they're able to be so deathly accurate with these scorpions and all of a sudden they can't shoot her out of the, I didn't like that. You know, anyway, but the imagery was phenomenal. I think this, the last scene of the imagery was unbelievable. And so she, she burns down, you know, she, she's there, the bells are ringing. And I think the idea that at that moment she would accept Cersei's surrender would have been vastly unrealistic to right. write it that way. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She and, wanted Cersei gone. Well, not only that, but she had to make a conscious decision and some would make the decision that most conquerors would make. I mean, look, right. no different than Alexander the Great or Napoleon Bonaparte is I have a specific throne to overthrow here and I'm going to go scorched earth. The right. final thing I'll say is this, is that if we kid ourselves that in World War II that we did not participate in firebombing and there was not oh. firebombing that existed, and I, war is a horrible thing. And you've heard me comment it's on this, Graham. It's just a horrible, horrible thing. And our veterans are heroes. You're a hero, Graham. No. But, but, we, but I think we should not glorify war. We should not glamorize no. war. And I think that Game of Thrones did a service to the broader population to realize that they could have, they could have shot this a lot differently. They could have just shot... You know, Daenerys doing firebombing or, you know, from a distance, they showed the brutality of the civilians getting yeah, killed. Right? right. And that shows that, look, there's there's a cost to yeah. conquering. There's a cost to this. And then that, of course, you know, she gets to the she gets to the top. I didn't like how she was killed. I didn't like that at all. Um, and all of a sudden, I don't understand why everyone was listening to Tyrion after after he was in prison, right? He gave this valiant <laughs> yeah. speech. Uh, I, I'm and, a Tyrion fan. I like Tyrion's but character But I, I liked throughout. the reality of the second to last episode. I really did because that to me, I said, okay, they are they. There's something that I th I think connects to the real world here. Right. Um, but I think it, I think it could have ended a lot differently. Yeah, the writers didn't give necessarily people what they wanted. They gave what they felt would actually have probably been the most realistic thing. Sure. That would and, have happened. And, and it's a hard thing because they're they were struggling with themselves because I guarantee you, and this is what happens when the left takes over things. They were like, wait, do we make a big social justice message? Do we turn this thing into a democracy? As yeah. you can tell, Sam brings it up. Mm -hmm. You know, do we bring it into a, you know, a kind of, do we have a woman win? Because that's kind of the, you know, the, what, maybe that's what we want to do. Yeah. All of a sudden, they were you could tell they were struggling with themselves. They yeah. had no direction. <laughs> yeah. And and they didn't have an end in sight. And what they really should have done is they should have chose how they wanted to end it many seasons ago. And then they just build themselves up to it. And you could tell they were undecided up to yeah, the last right, moment. Right, right. That doesn't, that doesn't work very well that way. Yep. So, Do you think we're going to have an Arya pirate spinoff? Spin yeah, probably. <laughs> and I, I, don't ever, I don't like spinoffs. Like Better Call Saul was garbage, yeah. which was a spinoff oh, really? of Breaking Bad. I, I kind of liked it. I don't. I always <laughs> did you like it? I did. And so, yeah, we might have a spinoff, maybe, I guess. Again, I'm not that into I, – I, I get into really specific things. And now everyone's talking about all these other shows. I'm like, I'm done. Okay, like, I, I got it. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's yeah. just. Uh, well, we so. got a hard out, guys. So oh, okay. we got about two minutes all right, left. So, 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 what was the other uh, most gigantic question? Democratic we got? presidential predictions. Okay. Not Joe so. Biden. Joe Biden will not be the nominee. Um, he, the, the center. This is not Obama's party. It's not Biden's party. It's not Booker's party. It's not Warren's party. This is AOC's party. And she has the most amount of energy, most amount of enthusiasm, most amount of respect, small dollar donors, you name it. She's commanding the audience. And 
she she will someone in her blend who is angry who is clueless will end up being the nominee so you're saying 2024 no 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 i'm saying that like in her mold like so you're saying you're saying that we don't know who it is yet. no no, of course i don't think we do i mean i but i'm saying is that it's not biden that's what i can say Hmm. he's everything that they detest he's a male he's white and he is old those are the three things that they absolutely don't want right and he is going to snap at some point, and he's, you're already seeing it. I mean, he started, he's already starting to flounder, flounder. He's already starting to decline in the polls. I've said this since the day he, he's announced. I said, right. this guy's not going to be the nominee. So it's going to – I mean, I think Warren's going to have a little bit of a resurgence. We'll see how that works. Really? Yeah, she's like an angry librarian, though. Like, I get it. Like, my <laughs> yeah. book's overdue. Stop screaming at she's me. Like everybody's, <laughs> she's like everybody's uh, aunt that has a lot of cats. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like, I get it. Like, quiet. Just, yeah, exactly. Oh, she's, she's like, you're too loud. Like, I mean, <laughs> shut up. Like – um, last question. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can see where you're going there. I, I would say, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see Sanders taking it. But 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 one thing that's been interesting to me is to watch the influence the Sanders Sanders is having because AOC does sure, kind of fall in his corner a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. when Sanders says something as crazy. Everyone else parrots it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I would say to watch that, that that's something that's been interesting to me to watch with Sanders is, is he does seem to be, people seem to be afraid to directly go like, against Like the stupidest idea Sanders. that I've ever heard of, which is having felons vote, I mean, have terrorists vote. Everybody yeah. just fell prison. in line with it. Because like, they, they didn't want to oppose Bernie Sanders. Right. And, but has Joe Biden said anything that other people fall in line behind no that's true there's no energy behind it no yeah. uh last question oh, okay. because that this did come in i'm gonna throw it in i know we gotta go uh is charlie kirk ever ever going to run for president no. i know you get it a lot i know you get that a lot <laughs> look it's 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 a question that i get too often look i love what i get to do i'm not going to run for anything um turning point usa is kicking ass and taking names yep. podcast we got to get the podcast up there as long as it's Graham's, gonna happen as long as graham's right there it's right? gonna or happen yeah happen. yeah or maybe hey, it's a little bit about it's i can be a solid number two no it's I'm good, good no, or that. maybe you'll be for who knows yeah. but uh, that's what i'm focusing on i love i love ideas i love the communication of them let other people do the politician thing right. like you really think that i'm built for you know being in <laughs> are you kidding me like going around all that stuff no way you I never mean, know man no no i love being able to say what i believe and really you know the movement you have you saw at our young women's summit the yeah. energy and the enthusiasm man, is really palpable so cool where can everybody find you? And my um, voice is going out for some reason. Go to Apple Podcast, download the Charlie Kirk Show, press subscribe, give us five stars after you do it to Graham Show. <laughs> <laughs> Only after. Jake? You can find me on Instagram at producer underscore Jake. That's good. And uh, I sound like an adolescent child, but you can find me, Graham Allen, everywhere. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Dear America Podcast. That was fun. Charlie, thanks so much you for bet. coming on. We love what you do. Uh, that's all we got, and we'll see you again next time. Great.